What's your dog's name again? Holly. Harley. Yeah. Yeah, because it's Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, he's the cutest, um, like, cow-eyed dog I've seen. Like, cow- cow-eyed? Yeah, he's got he's cow like eyes. Big eyes. Yeah. Just those big, blank eyes. I love him. <laughs> it's just, he always looks startled. Yeah. Little betrayed. Yeah. G'day, I'm Frank. Howdy, I'm Lachlan. Welcome to Denver to downtown. Ugh. It's from Denver to downtown. We had a good name and we just ruined it. This is it. <laughs> it's over. The podcast is done. I'm done. I quit. It was a good 35 seconds. Yeah, I mean, we played the best we could with the way ahead. Um, Denver to downtown was very, very different podcast, I think. Yeah. Well, Denver is downtown, so it's really... Yeah. We're just kind of not really <laughs> progressing as individuals. Yeah. Um, but this is actually from Denver to down under. The podcast about uh, ex- sharing experiences growing up, right? Yeah. So I grew up in, uh, in Australia on a, on a coastal town. And Frank, uh, you grew up in uh, Denver, Colorado. Born and raised. Yeah. Um, my dad's Australian, so I'm a citizen here. So I got that good paperwork. Mm, you can't. You can't <laughs> become a parliamentarian anymore, though. I mean, not unless you're sneaky about it. Yeah. Look, that's the game plan. Yeah. Eventually. But yeah, so I was born and raised there, and I came here the day after my 19th birthday. It's pretty easy to say that we've had uh, what very different experiences. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. I I know Spanish because that was just part of the, the thing there from kindergarten to eighth grade. My brothers and I were the only white kids who went to to this little uh, like urban school and we learned some Spanish. It was great. Yeah. You ha- you know what the ocean is. Do you know how many yeah, times I've yeah. been to the ocean? Three. Like seven or something. It's not a good number. I'm not proud of that it's a number. number. Yeah. Yeah. No, every time I go to the ocean now, I swim no matter what the weather is. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, uh, I grew up in, in Port Macquarie, which is on the mid-north coast in New South Wales. And uh, it's a town of, like, 35,000-ish people. And it just has old people who go to their retire and young families. So there's not a lot to do besides just go to the beach. And that's what I did every, basically every single weekend, just go to the beach. Did you ever, like, make friends with, like, a Bertrude character, like an older lady? Who you could like be best friends with? I've seen some viral videos, and I know that happens. That, no, that sounds like. I don't know. It doesn't sound like a uh, it's, uh, something I'm familiar with. It's definitely a thing. Like they have viral videos about young people being friends with older people, and it's like I mean, very I, wholesome and touching. I hang out with my grandma a lot. I mean, that's fine, but that's not like a random old lady. I mean, yeah. That's, I work at a grocery store, and I have some connections with some older, like, ladies. Just, like, I carry out their groceries to them, and we have good chats and stuff. But, um, I don't know if we could really chill. Like, we could hang out and be friends. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty business relationship. But, um, so the point of this podcast is, yeah, to to share our experiences and kind of bounce them off each other. Because, yeah, we've we've had a little bit of a, a different, uh, you know, lives. And so we're going to kind of approach it with a theme of the week, right? Yeah. Um, what it's going to be is larger things. So like schoolyard snacks or uh, school dances or holidays or larger things. And then in each one of those, we're going to kind of look at one specific example that one of us brings. And we're probably going to alternate it. We'll, 
We're workshopping it. We're really figuring it out now. Yeah, it's a, a process of learning and growing. But uh, yeah, to start, uh, we were going to do schoolyard snacks. And I'm coming with a classic. I'm starting strong. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Every day from kindergarten to about eighth grade, my mom packed me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, uh, some chips, uh, some carrots, and maybe, if I was lucky, a piece of chocolate. And every day, the whole you know, primary and uh, middle school career, I had that good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And um, it, it had to be on white bread, right? Because that's the tastiest kind of peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, uh, this, this, I, I'm not sure if this is like a, a contentious issue in the States, but uh, we, did you have the crust cut off? No. You were crust on cut I like to rough it. I, yeah. was, I was a danger like boy. Like a good roughage in your life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, like, look, cutting the crust off of it is like a nice... A nice, um, like, bourgeois uh, delicacy, I guess, is an enjoyable treat, but also, I'm yeah, one of the it, people. It's like ordering the soup of a day at a restaurant. Like, yeah. It's like, I'm going to treat myself today. Yeah, no, so, but, because I had it, these peanut butter jelly sandwiches that my mom made every day, I hated them. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I like them. Up until the point where I got sick of them because I had them just all the time. Yeah. And then I started a trade empire on those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Sometimes I had my mom bring make me like two because I told her I was really hungry <laughs> so that I could get extra goodies. Especially when like Pokemon cards were around and stuff. I would trade sandwiches for cards. That seems... Uh, you can't eat cards. Though. No, but I had other food. Oh, That's okay. Don't worry. I've never got a day without eating. That's I'm real good at that. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, and I have a little bit of history for, for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but, uh, well, did you have anything similar to that, or? Uh, I think probably one of the, the biggest things in, in terms of, like, uh, um, uh, schoolyard snacks that I can remember is, uh, the, what's called, uh, I don't know if you guys have the Le Snack. Le Snack. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's essentially, like, uh, it's like, um... Uh, a plastic container has like, like three or four like, uh, uh, like biscuits in it, and it has like attached to it um, is like a tray of like cream cheese or like like goopy cheese. Stuff. Okay, yeah. And and one of the one of the big things associated with it was the ad for a snack, and everybody knew about the ad for a snack because it was this kid at a zoo eating the little snack. In front of like a, like a monkey um, monkey exhibit, and uh, the monkey is like looking at the kid eating, and then the kid extends the hand to show to like like share with the monkey the little snack. Okay. And, and then the monkey is happy about this, and it was like it was like a uh, it was constantly on TV. It was always on TV. Interspecies bonding. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. It's buck wild though that it's called the snack. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's have like a la sandwich yeah. or oh my gosh! And uh, there was no C as well. It was it was S N A K la snack. <laughs> this is a small tirade that I've realized once I came here. 
But the abbreviations in Australia are the worst. Yeah, you just drop out as many letters as you can feasibly do while still maintaining a sound. Like, hey, let's have a Chucky... Chucky Bicky. Chucky Bicky, yeah. Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First, it's a cookie, okay? Secondly, a Bicky, that's... I have, uh, like, little kids at the grocery store chanting Bicky, 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 Bicky as they, they like, you know, have purchased a cookie and they've gotten so excited for it. It's like chippy. What is it? Like chips? Um, crisps? Like, yeah, yeah. Like uh, we have um, uh, crisps are more of a British term, but, like, because Australia has such a deep colonial, uh, colonial history, like, there is that um, definition of, like, you have uh, chips, which can be referred to as crisps, but uh, like all, all chips are chips, but not all crisps. Uh, uh, not, not all chips are crisps. Like all, yeah, all, all crisps are chips, but not all chips are crisps. Because when you're referring to something as chips, chips can be like the salt and vinegar, like Lay's and Thins and, and Smiths kind of thing, or it can be hot chips that you get with your fish and chips. Whereas crisps is only uh, going to be that that potato chip. I hate it. I mean, what about fries? Where do fries come into fries? Play? Is just like another. It's like another term, yeah. But but almost nobody says fries. Here. I was gonna say yeah. the only fries that I've seen here are the ones that they like package because you know how they like frozen chips and fries and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they're always the like really skinny. They yeah, call yeah. Them French fr- like like fries here uh, are basically if you get like our idea of fries is the. Uh, like French fry from McDonald's, that that kind of like thin, thin cut chips. Where and like you get them in cafes sometimes. They're referred to as shoestring fries, which are that except they're a little bit longer. Um, and then uh, you have usually if you if you get uh, chips and salad with your steak, you get the thick cut steak chips, which are uh, they're kind of like um, almost like a like a like a uh, a long like boat shape because um, they're. They're like just just a thicker cut, um, and then uh, in opposition to that, you have the the classic fish and chips chip, which is uh, it's it's like a thicker it's like thick cut but uh, in more of a like a, a long tubular rectangle shape. I didn't know that there was such such a science to yeah yeah. There's a there's a, a naming system. Chips are like a like a big part of Australian cuisine, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we don't actually have really like a like a uh, a food identity because we're such a multicultural nation. Like our, our food is just like everything. Like yeah, pies. Mm. I reckon sausage rolls. What about yeah, dog um, line, dead horse? What? What is this? What? Uh, it's like um, uh, there's there's Australian slang that has oh. um, ties back to like Cockney rhyming slang. So um, oh. for example. Uh, Meat pie and tomato sauce, dog's eye, dead horse. I see. Yeah, I don't like it, but I. It's see. not. It's not. It's not great, but like, uh, it has a has the the added bonus of just like utterly confusing people. Yeah, um, and then Maccas. Yeah, yeah, oh, Maccas is a big one. Do you know what we call it? Mickey D's, right? Mickey D's. Yeah, which I like a lot more. Uh, Maccas is just like. It's just so Australian. It's, it's just barely has a quality a word. to it, yeah. It's barely a word because it's like half a 
I need to make like one movement with my mouth to say the whole word. Yeah. Maccas. Like it's just one. Maccas. Yeah. It, it just, it kind of exists as soon as I open my mouth. Yeah. The, uh, the late night Maccas run is a, is a real tradition of, uh, Australian. Like when you get your peas, like snap, <laughs> titular part snap of Australia it's like 11 cuisine. PM. You're like, oh man, I want some food. And it's like, I can go get some food. <laughs> I can do it. Maccas, here we come. Yeah. And it feels so wrong to say it. Yeah. For me. I hate Mickey saying Maccas. Mickey D's sounds weird. Mickey D's? Know. Nah, it's great. But that's like Barbie. I, I, think, I hate saying I think Barbie. Also, like, Crikey. it comes from, like, if we if we have someone whose name is, is like, Mac something or Mac something, we will call them Macca. Like, that's, that's a nickname for those people. Whereas mm. you would go with Mickey. Yes. Yes. Very true. So you're like, hey, Mickey, you're so fine. We would go, <laughs> hey, Macca, you're all right. G'day, mate. Oh, crikey. Yeah. That's a... Mickey was a guy. I was going to say that was a... Crikey, it's a Sheila. But that's that's <laughs> the wrong... <laughs> that's the wrong term. What a bloke. Yeah. Oh. My Australian accent is not very good. Yeah, well, it's obviously, like, based on uh, movies and stuff, so... Well, Steve Irwin is not a movie. He's a real person. Yeah, he was... Well... He was a, he was yeah, a national it's treasure. It's un- unclear how uh, much of a real person he was. He was definitely, like... Uh, he existed. A, po- a positive influence on the environment, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, going back, getting getting back in the zone, the yeah. peanut butter and jelly zone. Do you want to hear some history? I did a yeah, little bit I of do. research. So, the earliest records of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches come from um, a magazine called Good Housekeeping that was printed in May 1896. And it had a recipe for... A jam and peanut butter sandwich, but the, the 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 magazine urged homemakers to use the meat grinder to make the peanut butter to like yeah, crunch up. Your own, uh, peanut butter yeah, rice. what a nasty a nasty thing though, right? I mean, people make their own peanut butter all the time. You're not in a meat grinder. I mean, you got to crush the nuts up somehow. And like, if, if you've got <laughs> if you've got a meat grinder in the house, I'm not familiar with the method also, of making peanut butter. So 1896. What were the, like, cleanliness rules there? Could they have plumbing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust any time bo- that didn't have plumbing. Yeah, any, any time that doesn't start with, like, a, like a two and then a zero in front of it, it's just, like, it's really suspicious. Yeah. Even, look, the 20th century was a weird one in itself. It hasn't gone as just straight downhill as the last, like, two years have gone. Yeah. yeah. These teen years, the 20 teen years, have gone oh, so bad so quickly. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it, like, it's crazy that they used a meat grinder to make peanut butter. I don't well, know. Well, like, uh, and that, that's another thing that's, like, very different here. We didn't have a concept of, like, jam versus jelly. Jelly, for us, is the things in the packet and it makes the wobbly stuff. Jello. Yeah. We, we, that, that's called jelly here. And we have like aeroplane jelly, which is like a, a, another like huge cultural thing. It has like, uh, the, the song, like, um, uh, I love aeroplane jelly, <laughs> aeroplane jelly for me. And even in Canberra airport, there is a, like a cart that has like the aeroplane jelly logo and stuff on really? the promotional line for that. Yeah. Oh, I've never, I've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, um, it's in the departure gate, uh, area. That's and, um, fun. Yeah, like, because, uh, as I understand it, jam is is uh, something with, like, 
fruit pieces pulp. in it, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. got the seeds or it's got the pieces of fruit, whereas jelly is like the concentrated liquid stuff. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's like um, more of a solid, but like it, it doesn't have. Oh, yeah, it it's has a smoother consistency, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just concentrated from the juices i guess but it, it is yeah no it's, it's yeah we, we don't really have that here like we just no. have like the closest thing we have like uh marmalade which i guess would be that's jam yeah that would that would be more like jam but like it's still uh or basically all of our jams like um for the most part like have some some bits in them yeah, yeah. no there's nothing like uh jelly here it is weird though because like uh we've been so indoctrinated with like labels and stuff that I say Jello. That's the only way I yeah, can't think yeah, of it as exactly, gelatin yeah. or jelly. Yeah. It's only Jello, even though like here you can't buy Jello. It's a brand, right? Yeah. Um, but no, I'm all about that Jello. I um sometimes go on diets, and when I need that good sugar hit, I get the like sugar-free jelly. So you wait, uh, sugar hit, you get sugar-free. Well, yeah, it's that like stevia or whatever. It's the fake sugar that's actually worse for you, but like it's also not <laughs> sugar. So like. I'm losing weight and gaining chemicals. It's a trade-off, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, like, my go-to sweet thing that I, I get jelly. And I'm always like, oh, I want some jello. And then I look at the packet, and I'm a little bit just disappointed. <laughs> I don't know. Does it taste different? I mean, it's sugar-free is the first thing. Mm. Um, secondly, like, the flavors are different in the sense that they are less artificial a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, we we love our artificial flavors. Yeah. Grape? Grape, you don't have. Grape don't exist here. Yeah. No, not to the same degree. I love grape flavor. Like, yeah. they have grape Fanta and grape Gatorade and just yeah, well, grape it, everything. It's slowly getting here. Like, we have, we have more and more things that are, like, good, good, like, just <laughs> purple oh. flavored. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Is you call it grape, but really it's just purple because yeah. I've never had a grape that tastes exactly well, like that. Well, in Korea, that's what the grapes taste like. This is this is what I've been told. Like, really? Yeah, that's that's what grapes taste like in Korea. It's kind of a haunting realization. Yeah. Because if anything natural tastes like like what that artificial grape, like purple color is, yeah, I don't know if I want to be involved. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely something I'm interested in trying at the very least. But um, yeah, no, I, I have a lot of childhood memories of um of making like getting like a mixing bowl and making up a, a big thing of jelly and just like it's sitting in the fridge for uh, several days and just like slowly eating away at it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Were you a slurper? Yeah, I would sure. like get a chunk of jelly, Jello, yeah, and then I would Hoover it up, yeah, 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 and then you, you swish it. The good, good texture, yeah. You gotta like mash up, yeah, jelly. like um, not like a filter. Not there was no chewing. This was all like a breathing <laughs> exercise. Yeah. Oh, Harley is he's trying to get in the zone again. This podcast sponsored by Harley, my adorable King Charles Cavalier. Yeah, like, um, and, like, uh, at, um, buffet-style restaurants here, like, the, the ones with, like, um, where you go, there's, like, a salad bar and stuff, kind of like, like, Pizza Hut is, uh, or, or used to be in the States with that, like, uh, Oh, I guess they, yeah, Pizza yeah. Hut had a salad bar, so yeah. yeah, but they weren't, like, a buffet, like, country buffet yeah. or... Well, the, the, like, uh, the dessert area always, always would have just cubes of jelly. Yeah, cubes. Yeah. Which, like... 
I don't know how that. It, it makes it makes sense. It's like the most like reasonable way to dish out jelly. <laughs> like you just put in like a like a baking tray or whatever, and you just carve the cubes up. Yeah, that seems like a lot of effort, right? You could you could. I'm sure that you could that. like skewer them or something, and like maybe you could. I don't know about the structural integrity. That sounds like hell. <laughs> I don't want that. It's like just, marshmallows and jelly on yeah, a skewer. Literally a flaccid just cube. It's just like being in, off. Yeah, being yeah, impaled. On something? No, I don't want that. You, you have to be pretty viscous, I think. <laughs> anyway, again, let me go back to that history. So, the first the first issue, 1896, was kind of yeah. like the first recipe. And it gained more popularity um, with children in America during the 1920s as yeah. peanut butter became um, more available due to a price drop because it was just easier to, to produce. But also they started adding sugar into the peanut butter. So kids got that, like, that sugar rush. Right. And so that's kind of when it became really popular. And then it's funny because it's impacted our, our culture so much that, like, since World War II, both peanut butter and jelly are on U.S. soldiers' military ration list. Like, their rations, yeah. peanut butter and jelly, is essential enough to be amongst that list. It's interesting. Which is... You know, it's important because how else do you get a piece of home like that? Right? Yeah. On the on the note of peanut butter, uh, what do you what do you sit on the the crunchy to smooth spectrum? I was about to ask you the same. I'm a smooth boy. I'm a crunchy boy. It's um, over. I, hey, this is done. <laughs> Goodbye, world. <laughs> that first the first like 15 minutes was great and all, but I'm done. Goodbye. See you later. Why crunchy? What? I like that good, good texture. It's just like, mm, you no. got to get the, like, a little, like, surprise of, like, ooh, peanut. <laughs> the little crunch is there. Yeah. Well, like, I, I'm... Uh, I have a counter-argument when yeah. you're ready. No, did you want to finish? Well, I, I, I um... Because it's going to blow it out of the water. How I mostly consume peanut butter is uh, I have uh, peanut butter and honey on toast. And uh, that's my, my main method of consumption. And, um... I like to get the, the English breakfast muffins and, like, have myself a little little PB and honey sandwich. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was a big uh, peanut butter and honey sandwich. Uh, I mean, he also, you know, crazy. My family here is, like, Bogans, and so it fits that <laughs> role. So I, he's into weird things. But let me counter-argument with what I like to do with my peanut butter. Okay? Are you ready? Is this is this the revelation that you're the peanut butter baby in that video? You just uh, put your body in it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, I don't know how they found my um, home videos yeah. from a child, but yeah, I get a scoop. Okay, I don't even use bread anymore. I get a scoop of peanut butter and I just put it all in my mouth and I let it slowly coat the inside of my mouth and throat yeah. and and slowly begin to asphyxiate. As that peanut butter, like, tasty creaminess is washing over me and the threat of actually choking on this just mass that has coated every part of my being inside me. Yeah. And then I take a drink of, like, milk or water or whatever and that kind of, like, lets it get a little bit easier and then it's just a, a taste experience. It's living life on the edge. There's been times when I've done it and I haven't prepared a cup, uh, like of a glass or something. Yeah. And then I've gone running around the house looking for my water bottle because it is like, I'm like, time is of the essence. <laughs> this is almost a disaster situation. 
I've almost died. Yeah, can you imagine my housemates uh, coming home and finding me face down on the ground, just a spoon and peanut butter dribble from yeah, my mouth? It would be. Uh, what a way to go. What a way to go, dude. <laughs> it's like uh, it's gonna be a Darwin Award, right? It's pretty. pretty yeah, pretty high up there. But if it was crunchy, I could never do that. If it was crunchy, I, mean, I definitely could. I could never live life dangerously like that because then as as I'm trying like coating my mouth with this good cream you get of the nuggets. butter, I get the nuggets and the nuggets get in my throat and get into my bits and they choke me and I die. That's what happens. It seems unclear. Have you ever tried using crunchy peanut butter? No, because I know. Oh, yeah. Just like know. just like I know. Where's the, the sun will, Where's the Wikipedia article on this? The sun will come up again another day. I will die of of asphyxiation and unhappiness mm. if I tried that with and crunchy peanut butter. Well. Yeah. The unhappiness seems like a bigger part of it than the asphyxiation part of the modest. I, I mean, don't judge me. Jeez. Um, yeah, so I think we've gone a little bit over, but uh, yeah, this has been from Denver to Down Under. What? You can find us on social media that we're going to make eventually. Yeah, well, you can follow me on my personal account at Young Cardinals. Um, I, I tweet mostly about like memes and Magic the Gathering, but um, I'll definitely be speaking this podcast a lot, a lot more. I have a personal one too, which is frankly, my dear, I. Because I couldn't get frankly, my dear. And it's really yeah. kind of a... That yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. My Twitter is... At, my Twitter handle is actually, frankly, my dare. Because I was being a smartass. And I didn't want to use dear. It wouldn't let me, so I had to use dare. And now it's... I've lost the whole joke. But I haven't changed it back. So well, that now is you, now, now you have a lot more characters, so... Yeah. No, don't you have to earn the 280? No, two, 240 is to everyone now. Yeah. All... all also, um, yeah, two eighty to just to everyone now, and also the the name uh, is up to fifty characters now. That feels so. super obnoxious. It is very obnoxious. It just like it's like it's like um, if you're using Twitter on your phone, like you can't see, you can't see the full name. <laughs> name you have to go, go to their profile and, and and look at it now. Like maybe that's a reason to have your name super long. If you post quality stuff, and and people are like, oh, who's this spitting fire? They, you're like, oh, I can't see their full name, so they have to go to your account, and then suddenly, well, they get your at, but like, it's just like, it's just mm-hmm. like you end up condensing the actual name, and the at is still there, so it's just like, it's just it seems like a train wreck decision from Twitter, which, which is like to be expected. But yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, look, now that it's become for like politicians and business people, it's lost and a lot Nazis, of its value. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. It's mostly the Nazis. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that part of America, do we? <laughs> Well, it's not, it's not even just America. No, but it's... There are, I guess uh, we aren't doing the, good. The American ones are the ones they uh, refuse to, to delete their accounts, though. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> with, with that, we're going to end it. <laughs> okay, uh, Frank out. Goodbye. <laughs>